Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because, If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. Hey everybody, this is Monica Reinagel. Welcome back to the Nutrition Divas Quick and Dirty Tips for Eating Well and Feeling Fabulous. As anybody who's ever lost a lot of weight, like say 20 pounds or more, will tell you, the first five come off so easily and the last five are the toughest. You're still doing all the right things, you're eating less, you're moving more, but all of a sudden it stops working. The scale won't budge or the tape measure, whatever it is you're using to measure your progress. No matter where you are in the process, hitting a stubborn weight loss plateau is frustrating, but don't let it erode your resolve. Today, I have three ways for you to break through a weight loss plateau. In order to lose weight, of course, you need to cut back on your food intake. And if you do that for long enough, your body may play a nasty trick on you. It may start conserving energy by lowering your metabolic rate. And as a result, you won't burn as many calories and your weight loss slows or stops altogether. Although this feels like the worst kind of sabotage, your body is actually trying to look out for you. Your lizard brain has noticed that food supplies seem to have been scarce for an extended period of time, and so it's trying to increase your chances of survival in case the famine continues. Of course, when you're trying to lose weight, this is not very helpful. You're really stuck between a rock and a hard place. You could try eating even less in order to nudge off more weight, but that just confirms your lizard brain's suspicions about the dwindling food supply. Or you could eat more in an effort to restore a more robust metabolic rate, but that's hardly going to help with weight loss. But there is a way to outsmart old lizard brain. It's called calorie cycling. Let's say you've been eating about, oh, say, 1,800 calories a day, and that's allowed you to steadily lose weight. Now, suddenly, it's not working anymore. Well, rather than trying to eat even less every day, try alternating higher and lower calorie days. For example, you could alternate between 2,000 calorie day and 1,200 calorie days. Over the course of a week, you'd end up trimming an extra 1,400 calories, but the higher calorie days should help keep your lizard brain from panicking and your willpower from flagging. And for more tips on how to eat less without feeling hungry, check out my episode number 126. So what are the advantages of calorie cycling? Well, first of all, the higher calorie days keep your metabolism from slowing in response to sustained calorie restriction. And secondly, many people find that this sort of regimen feels easier than constant restriction. 
Although you may feel hungry on your low intake day, you'll always have a higher intake day to look forward to. In fact, you could even try alternating higher and lower intake days without even reducing the total number of calories for the week. So in this example, you could alternate 2,000 calorie days with 1,600 calorie days. Even without a net reduction in calories, just switching it up might be enough to knock you out of a metabolic slowdown. Now, I want to point out calorie cycling clearly isn't for everyone, and I'd encourage anyone considering it to check in with their doctor or their nutrition professional first. Those with diabetes, hypoglycemia, uh, people who are pregnant, or anyone with a history or a risk of eating disorders are not good candidates for this technique. And aside from any health issues, some people may simply prefer and be more successful with a more traditional approach. Honestly, as long as what you're doing continues to work, I'd stick with that. But should you hit a plateau, calorie cycling might be something to try. My second tip is to shake up your exercise routine. Of course, you can lose weight without exercising, but exercise can help those pounds come off more quickly. However, when it comes to exercise, that darned lizard brain thwarts us once again. If you do the same workout routine over and over again, your muscles will learn to perform those motions using less energy. That means you burn fewer calories. Oh, and by the way, those calories burned displays on the gym cardio equipment are notoriously inaccurate. In any case, you can maximize the benefit from your exercise sessions by mixing it up. Try some new classes or a different cardio machine or even a different program on your favorite cardio equipment. And the best program for fat burning? Interval training. Now, if you're somebody that prefers low-tech exercise like walking or jogging, try to find a new route that involves some extra hills or work some 60-second sprints into your routine. For more on making your workouts do more for you, check out Get Fit Guy's fantastic podcast. So my final tip isn't so much about changing the speed at which you're losing weight as it is about reframing how you look at it. The closer you get to your goal weight, the slower the weight tends to come off. Now, if you're thinking of your goal weight as a finish line, this is supremely frustrating because it feels like you're never going to get there. But then again, if you lose those last pounds really quickly, chances are good that they're going to come right back on the minute you relax your efforts. So rather than trying to sprint across that finish line, think of those last five pounds as your cool down. By losing the last of the weight more slowly, you're actually making a gradual transition, both mentally and physically, into your long-term maintenance phase. If it takes you six months to lose those final pounds, that's six more months of healthy eating habits under your belt. And that greatly increases your chances of maintaining a healthy weight for the long term. Now, something tells me that this topic is going to spur a lot of comments. And as always, I'm eager to hear your thoughts. You can post your comments or your questions on the show's webpage at nutritiondiva.quickanddirtytips.com, where you'll also find transcripts for today's episode and the other Nutrition Diva episodes I mentioned. And we'll also be talking about calorie cycling and weight loss plateaus on the Nutrition Diva Facebook page. If you're not already a subscriber, be sure to sign up for my free weekly newsletter, which includes more tips, recipes, and answers to listener questions. Now have a great week and eat something good for me. 